Welcome to the third episode of About Patterson. At the conclusion of last week's About Patterson podcast, I mentioned that this week's podcast would be about the fire that destroyed the Meyer Brothers store in 1991. But we've had a recent development in Patterson that I think is a much more important topic. I've decided to do an op-ed on a recent development and ask for your thoughts on our About Patterson Facebook page on this terrible tragedy. The title of this op-ed is, Did the Patterson Police Fail Najee Seabrooks? In a shocking announcement on Monday, March 26th, the New Jersey Attorney General, Matthew Platkin, announced that the state's Attorney General's office was taking control of the Patterson Police Department. While standing in front of the Frank X. Graves Police Headquarters on Broadway, Platkin said, Due to a number of events and concerns relating to To the Patterson Police Department, there is a crisis of confidence in law enforcement in the city of Patterson. The takeover occurred after Patterson police were accused in several recent instances of using excessive force. There was a shooting of Khalif Cooper, who police shot in the back, leaving him paralyzed. There's also the case about the disappearance of Felix DeJesus, who was last seen handcuffed in the back of a Patterson patrol car over one year ago, and never seen again. And now there's the most recent incident of Najee Seabrooks, a 31-year-old Patterson man who was fatally shot by the police on March 3rd. As of Monday, March 26, Platkin said the Attorney General's office had taken full control of the Patterson Police Department, including daily operations and internal affairs investigations, citing a dire lack of public trust in the department. So what happened to Najee Seabrooks? Najee Seabrooks worked as a crisis intervention specialist at the Patterson Healing Collective. The Patterson Healing Collective is an organization that aims to help victims of shootings and other traumas. According to police records and news reports, on Friday morning, March 3rd, Mr. Seabrooks dialed 911 from his Patterson apartment at 7.43 a.m. The dispatcher immediately put out the call to responding officers that there was an individual in distress and directed them to the Seabrooks apartment. When police arrived, they found Mr. Seabrooks locked in a bathroom. Members of the family told officers Seabrooks had been hallucinating and behaving erratically, possibly due to something he smoked. Through the bathroom door, Seabrooks told police that people were trying to people are trying to kill me. I need an escort to my car. He also told the officers he had two knives and a gun. In the four-hour standoff, Patterson police brought in more officers, other crisis negotiators, and emergency response personnel. They also fired approximately 15 rounds of non-lethal projectiles, which struck Mr. Seabrooks, but they had no effect. You know, now, maybe it's just me, 
But it seems to me that when someone is locked in a room hallucinating and saying that there are people who want to kill him, the best tactic for the police is not to amass a large police presence and fire non-lethal projectiles that hurt him. It might convince anyone in a hallucinogenic state, in this case Mr. Seabrooks, that the people who are trying to kill him are the police outside his bathroom door. During the four-plus-hour barricade, Seabrooks had called friends and co-workers at the Patterson Healing Collective. Sadly, when they arrived, begging the police to let them in, the police would not. Police policy is not to allow civilians to involve themselves in crisis intervention. Liza Chowdhury, project director of PHC, said, Police refused to let us intervene, despite helping more than 250 residents throughout the city. I pleaded with them. I know if they let us intervene, he would still be alive. He called us for help. At approximately 12.35 p.m., Najee Seabrooks came out of the bathroom while brandishing a knife. An officer yelled, drop it, and within a couple of seconds, uh, they opened fire. Mr. Seabrooks was transported to St. Joseph's Hospital, where he was pronounced dead at 12.51 p.m. Several days after the shooting, the AG's office released the police video and the names of the two officers who fired on Mr. Seabrooks. The two officers, officers were member, members of the police emergency response team who were there to de-escalate the crisis. This is a tragedy on so many levels. In my view, Mr. Seabrooks was one of the good guys in Patterson. In his bio at the Patterson Healing Collective, it says, Najee is a high-risk interventionist at PHC. He has experience as a survivor of violence himself, and his goal in this position is to help restore the communities in Patterson with guidance, mentoring, and more community outings. His skill set includes very strong mindset who is always willing to learn and help others. You know, all of our lives are defined by our life's choices. And Mr. Seabrook's life choices were to help Pattersonians in need of help. Mr. Seabrook's, in my view, was one of the good guys in a very troubled city. Patterson Mayor Andre Saya issued a statement that has been published in local media. In the statement, the mayor said he supported the state's intervention and that the restoration of trust between the police and public is a national challenge. In Patterson, we acknowledged this persistent issue more than four years ago, and I unveiled the plan to address it. The mayor also said his administration has conducted a top-to-bottom audit on the police department. Many of the recommendations of the audit, including regular de-escalation training of our officers, have been implemented. The mayor also said his administration began a dialogue with the School on Policing at Rutgers to work with the institution to identify and ultimately adopt best practices in public safety. He also hired a data analyst to study our police data and to implement the ComStat model, which will increase police accountability. The mayor acknowledged this personal issue four years ago. With all due respect to the mayor, Patterson doesn't need another audit or another plan to train de-escalation techniques or more dialogue. The people need this fixed. If the plan's de-escalation training or dialogue had been successful, Mr. Seabrooks would be at work today helping Pattersonians. So the state attorney general has stepped in to take over day-to-day operations 
away from those in charge. This type of action is not unfamiliar to Pattisonians. In 1991, the state took control of the Patterson schools, and 30 years later left Patterson admitting utter failure. I hope Patterson doesn't have the same result with this. However, there is a history of a state takeover of a police department in Camden in 2013 that had very different results. By all reports, the state revamped the police department using some of the methods the Attorney General outlined at his press conference, and today, by all accounts, Camden is a better, safer city. Attorney General Platkin announced three initiatives that would begin to be enforced immediately. Number one, implementation of the Arrive Together Mental Health Law Enforcement Co-Responder Program. That program pairs a crisis-trained officer with a mental health screener to respond to calls for mental and behavioral issues. Number two, revision of the state's use of force policy regarding barricaded people to provide protocols for involving mental health professionals. And number three, formation of a group to study and make policy recommendations for interactions between law enforcement and community-based organizations. In May, the AG's office will assign Isa Abbasi, a 25-year veteran of the New York City Police Department, as officer in charge. The current chief has been relieved of his duties, and until May, members of the Attorney General's office and the State Department of Law will be in charge. Being a police officer in any large urban area is a difficult, if not impossible, job. Many cities are seeing a reduction in their police departments, while at the same time increases in violent crime. And after so many national incidents where police have been prosecuted, makes the job all that more difficult. Police have several different tools when dealing with the public. It starts with the right attitude towards the community. In more serious situations, they have physical restraint, handcuffs, pepper spray, tasers, batons, and as a last resort, they have their weapons. In Mr. Seabrook's case, the police went from talking to using their guns, resulting, in my view, in an unnecessary loss of Najee Seabrook's life. Hopefully, this takeover of the Patterson police will be like a reset and as successful as they were in Camden. With new leadership, proper supervision and oversight, plus instilling the proper mindset in the way police interact with the community, maybe Pattersonians can learn to trust that the police are acting in their best interests. About Patterson would like to know your thoughts that you can post on our Facebook page about Patterson. Question number one. Did the Patterson Police Department fail Najee Seabrooks? Question number two, do you think the takeover is a good thing? Question number three, on a scale of A to F, how do you think the mayor is running his city? Question number four, what do you think should happen to the two officers that shot Mr. Seabrooks? And question number five, do you think the takeover will be successful? If so, why? And if not, why not? Also, please post your own questions. This is an open dialogue for Pattersonians. The transcript of this podcast, including the questions, will be posted on the Facebook page. Please take a minute to answer the questions. I know the people of Patterson are voicing their opinions on this every day in protest and through the news. This is just one more way to be heard. Uh, Your thoughts will be heard at the mayor's office. Thanks for joining me today and have a great week.
Thanks for joining me for this op-ed about the crisis in Patterson, the state's takeover of the Patterson Police Department. Next week's podcast will be about the Meyer Brothers fire that destroyed one of Patterson's most historic buildings. The fire started early on the morning of Thursday, January 17, 1991, and took every one of Patterson's firemen and hundreds more from surrounding towns to extinguish. In many ways, the Meyer Brothers fire is reminiscent of the Great Fire of 1902, where the first Meyer Brothers store was burned to the ground. The result of this fire was the loss of one of our most iconic buildings, but also the tragic loss of 28-year-old firefighter John Nicosia. Have a great week, and thanks again for tuning in.